Greetings, my friends. Welcome to Linking the Wealth. I'm your host, Akindale Akinyami. I am the president and CEO of the Global African Business Association. And this morning, we're going to talk about the system, about changing the mindset of our community. Now, what I want to explore is to showcase the different mentalities between black people and white people here in the United States when it comes to systems. If black people don't change their thinking in this decade, we will never catch up to the present and we'll be a permanent underclass uh, for decades to come as we continue to move into the future. So when we look at black folks, black people always have time to educate our community on wealth building, on social justice issues and on voting but we don't take the time to build the systems to make these things really and truly work. So when I say systems, when I am talking about it from a 21st century perspective, systems is what gives you full leverage over the community in which you reside. Systems are rooted in a network of business, government, and technology, and systems are ran on connectivity and understanding how global dynamics work. So when I so what I'm talking about here, and I'll give you some examples of systems. For example, you look at black people in real estate. Most of the time, black people sell real estate. Most, some may flip properties. Some may conduct property management. Um, some, may, some may run or own properties to rent out to other people. And most of the time, um, when you're trying to get black people to invest in communities, um, that are low income, they don't really like to do that. They're kind of hesitant to do that in urban communities. But what black folks don't do in real estate, at least from my perspective, is that they really don't participate in crafting the zoning phases of land use like within a planning commission uh, to benefit the community at large. Black folks are woefully ignorant in real estate as it pertains to the E2 visa, and the EB-5 investor visas. Black folks are woefully ignorant about opportunity funds and opportunity zones. Not all of them, but most. And black folks haven't learned how to leverage real estate as a public policy piece to move legislation in favor of our community. But when you look at white people and what they've done in real estate, white folks in real estate use their brokerage firms and real estate associations to lobby to manipulate existing laws or introduce new laws to skew real estate laws in their favor. White folks also use 21st century technology to stay ahead of the curve like blockchain, real estate tokenization, and smart contracts. Those are, and that of those, my friends, those three things alone are game changers. White folks also take advantage of the EB-5 Regional Center program and opportunity zones, as well as developing an ecosystem with developers and architects to build domestically and internationally. And I, I, I can tell you from personal experience that every webinar that I'm on dealing with EB-5 regional centers and EB-5 uh, direct investment, it is always nothing but white folks in the room and no black folks. White folks also have relationships with financial institutions Mortgage and un mortgage and underwriting systems to determine who can gentrify a community based on their criteria, based on white folks' criteria. Let me say that last part one more time. White folks in real estate 
have a relationship with financial institutions, mortgage and underwriting systems to determine who can gentrify a community based on their criteria. And white people that invest in land, uh, they invest in land that is depreciated in urban communities. In other words, while we sitting up here hesitant to invest in land in, in, in an underserved community, white folks come in with the, with the financial and, and other systems to invest in local urban communities. Black people use real estate to make short-term financial gains. White people use real estate to make long-term financial and policy gains. Black people use real estate to make quick money. White people use real estate to conquer their opponents long-term. Remember, former U.S. President Donald Trump used white nationalism as the forefront of his economic policies and on the back end of his economic policies, manipulated the tax code and to create the opportunity funds and the opportunity zones. Now, when we look at political power with black people, black political power is always rooted in social justice. White political power is rooted in economic strategy. Let me say those two things one more time. Black political power is rooted in social justice. White political power is rooted in economic strategy. Black political power is, is based on civil rights organizations and white political power is rooted in think tanks and chambers of commerce that help design the policies for white folks to introduce at, at the legislative uh, level of government to execute. Black political power do not have a lobbying base. White political power controls the lobbying base. Black folks, in other words, name, a, a, name five prominent Black lobbying firms on, on Capitol Hill and Cake Street. There are none. I can just, don't, don't think, there are none. But white folks control the lobbying space. That's why they're able to get things done. When you're looking at the credit game, black people like to teach each other about credit scores. But it's white people that control the credit scores, like FICO, to determine your credit, credit worthiness. Black people are teaching you about FICO and white people own and operate FICO to determine your credit worthiness. Black people don't own or operate a consumer reporting agency. But white folks own and operate Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. We don't own a, computer, a consumer reporting agency. We don't even have a system like that. But white folks control a credit system and a consumer reporting agency system that produced the FICO score through Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. So how do we how do we shore up a system that we can control? First, we've got to create our own consumer reporting agency and develop our own credit scoring system. This, these are things that are legal. The credit scoring from our own consumer reporting agency can be used at the nearest black-owned and operated bank. With the credit score, the black bank can determine the interest rate for a mortgage and auto loan, and etc. The underwriter at the black bank can use the credit score from the consumer reporting agency to determine the final criteria for the consumer, 
and we need to develop our own credit scoring system to move us forward. That's a system, ladies and gentlemen. And as long as we don't have that system in place, we will always be left behind. When you're looking at taxes in this country, white folks wrote the U.S. tax code so they know how to leverage it for their businesses. Black folks, most of the time, has never read the U.S. tax code. So they have to rely on external sources to guide them. White folks in the real estate and business industries help change the U.S. tax code to control the flow of both public and economic policy. Black folks in real estate and business learn some ways of leveraging the tax code, but because they lack the lobbying power to implement a lot of these things, we still remain behind. Because at this point, we should be writing our own local tax codes and state tax codes and lobbying for those codes to empower our community. So what we have to do is if you control your taxes by controlling the business in which you own, you control the taxes by buying up most of the shares of the failing businesses that you want to control. So in other words, you have a failing business, right? And it's 25 cents a share. Think JCPenney, 25 cents a share. Black people use investments to buy up a majority of the shares. And now we own JCPenney or, or whatever failing business and we control the and we control the, the direction of what taxes should we uh, we should be doing you control the tax game by controlling the vacant lots of lots that's owned by you or your firm when you control the tax game now you can now you can lobby for other incentives like tax increment financing tax capture through an authority like a downtown development authority or tax increment finance authority that's what Dan Gilbert of Quicken Loans that uh, Quicken Loans that's what he did if we control the balance of wealth in our community, we can lobby to create our own tax code within a particular community. That's called building the system, ladies and gentlemen. Let's look at politics. White politicians are sent to office to make sure their residents are not overtaxed and their business stay afloat. On the other end, black politicians are sent to office to push social justice issues. White politicians are sent to office to make sure that their residents are not overtaxed and their businesses stay afloat. But black politicians are sent to office to push social justice issues. That, my friends, is 100% factual. The, the, we look at politics in polar opposites. That's why nothing gets done. White politicians know how to raise a significant amount of money for their for their office, for their political office, via and by leveraging their business networks. Okay? They know how to leverage their business networks to raise capital for the race that they're interested in. But black politicians cannot raise a significant amount of money in office and must rely on white grassroots liberals to help them get across the finish line. Think of the Justice Democrats that endorsed people like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Jamal Baldwin, Cori Bush. They had to rely on white liberal grassroots to get them across the finish line because they were, with the exception of Rashida, I'm gonna exclude Rashida Tlaib out of that uh, category for this one, but most black politicians just can't raise the money. 
So what happens is if white liberals are raising the money, that means you now fall into the white liberal trap of ideology that you have to push on Capitol Hill or on the state government, as opposed to pushing a Pan-African agenda. White politicians will introduce adverse legislation to impact black folks. They always do. Black politicians, on the other hand, will not introduce adverse legislation to impact white folks. A white politician will appoint a white foreign policy individual to deal with matters facing Africa. But a black politician won't do that. A black politician will view Africa as a national security, social justice, and cultural issue, but never an economic issue. Never. We have to stop running our black communities in our black cities like community centers. Our local black communities should be centered around the following. We should be focusing on manufacturing businesses, industry, industrialization, and sustainable industrialization. You cannot run a black community on code enforcement, license fees, churches, and nonprofit organizations. You have to build sustainable economic systems to assess your own property values, not an external source. And our black city council leaders and mayors should not legislate as if they are running a community center or a small church. When you're looking at stocks, black people protest corporations to force them to do diversity inclusion training. White people buy most of the shares to take over the company that they see fit to create new policies for them. Black people are protesting and white people are buying up most of the shares in the company to change the direction of the company. Black people go to civil rights groups to sue white corporations for discrimination, but white people ask the CEO to resign, replace someone else and continue the show. If black folks want to be relevant in the 21st century, then they need to start buying shares of companies to take them over. It's not about protesting, it's about investing in shares to take over white companies. We end racism and sexism in corporate America by simply becoming a majority of shareholders, removing the president and CEO and establish our own board. As we are doing this, we are setting up our own investment bank. If we control the shares and direction of the investment bank, we can also control the direction of the Fed. When you look at the rules, black people are trying to make fast money through network marketing. White people give us network marketing, but also control the US Small Business Administration where you cannot use network marketing as a legitimate business for their services. So white folks are giving you one thing, we take it and run with it, but at the same token, you can't even use network marketing for the Small Business Administration. Black people wanna make fast money instead of building capacity. White people wanna build capacity, sustainability, profit and control through public policies. Black people wanna make fast money instead of building capacity. White people build capacity, sustainability, profit and control through public policies. Remember, white folks use symbols to control the masses, the flag, the Pledge of Allegiance, maybe the Bible, maybe the cross. 
and may, maybe the dollar bill and etc. Black folks have to learn to focus on basic services of delivery first before profit. Black folks have to learn customer service skills before profit. Black folks have to stop being stop um, racing or being serial in their quest for entrepreneurship. You have to master the lessons one step at a time for profit, not trying to master six things at one time, thinking you will receive a return on your investment. You must have empathy, patience, accountability for yourself in order to receive a return on investment with your business. And you need to stop following those who are not teaching you how to establish a system. That's the problem with us. You have a lot of black entrepreneurs, but no system. That's why we're still stuck at square one. An example, uh, a few examples of the 21st century black city systems as it pertains to local government, a city that cannot attract local investments, right? You establish an EB-5 regional center to get foreign investments to help rebuild your city. A city that does not have a system to attract local properties, like Highland Park. You establish a blockchain technology uh, to create that solution. A city that's seeking revenue for the general fund. You establish a renewable energy utility and broadband utility in the city to collect revenue for the general fund. Maybe there's a city that needs to raise property values. Then you establish a cultural arts district, a city that's seeking to improve their educational district. You establish what is called a K-12 technical district, which students go on to school three days a week and learn new apprenticeship skills while they are at home on the cyber end twice a week. I just solved the problem and built the system in less than 30 seconds. Here's more though. A city without a bank or credit union, like Inkster, Michigan, you establish a citywide FinTech system. A city with no hospital or medical facilities, like a hospital or whatever, you merge an urgent care with a pharmacy room and pain center in one building. How to reduce property, city, property tax burdens in a city? You establish a smart city concept where policy can be developed to reduce the tax burden and develop public policy behind that. What about the cable commission? You replace a cable commission with a streaming commission because cable is going to be obsolete in five years. And how do you deal with road infrastructure? Again, your local EB-5 regional center can court foreign investors into a public-private partnership to fix the roads in a city. When you're looking at entrepreneurship, black folks focus on entrepreneurship without the systems due to short-term thinking. White folks focus on building capacity and systems through entrepreneurship due to long-term thinking. Black folks think about money in entrepreneurship and white folks think about leveraging power and relationships in entrepreneurship. Let me say that one more time. Black folks think about money in entrepreneurship and white folks think about power and relationships first in entrepreneurship. When you're looking at voting, black people vote on emotion most of the time. We do. We vote on emotion most of the time. White people vote on long-term positions. Even if someone as screwed up as Donald Trump, white folks, especially white nationalists, 
were voting for Donald Trump to position themselves long-term. That's why you still have all these Republicans uh, still um, listening to Donald Trump because they're looking at Donald Trump's influence long-term. White pe Black people rely on the federal government to stop voter suppression. White people, on the other hand, are changing the voter laws to keep economic power to pass down to their children. Let me say that one more time. Black people are relying on the federal government to stop voter suppression. White people are changing the voter laws at the state level to keep economic power to pass down to their children. Black people vote on social justice issues. White people vote on economic issues. You look at the judges. Black folks have no organization like the Federalist Society, the prep black judges for the U.S. Supreme Court, or any U.S. Court of Appeals. We don't. We don't have a Federalist Society. Black folks have to rely 100% on civil rights organizations or bar associations or vote in mass to, pr to, uh, to pressure a governor or president to even nominate a candidate uh, for judge or a position of power. White folks have pipelines like the Federalist Society, numerous think tanks and lobbying groups to nominate even the least qualified person for judgeship. Think about that lady who just got appointed to the US Supreme Court. She is absolutely unqualified and unfit to be on the Supreme Court, but because they have networks like the Federalist Society telling Donald Trump who they want, she was able to get on. See, it doesn't matter if a black person is a Democrat or Republican adopting either political ideology. Um, adopting either political ideology in my book will not lead to building capacity or systems. Let me say that one more time. It doesn't matter if a black person calls himself or herself a Democrat or Republican. Adopting either political ideology will not lead to building capacity or even the system. White liberals and white conservatives have black Democrats and black Republicans fighting over uh, one another over ideology, while white liberals and conservatives are working together to build a real estate system of gentrification in the very community we refuse to invest in. So while the black Democrat is talking, is calling the black Republican an Uncle Tom, and the black Republican is calling the black Democrat a limousine liberal, and both are fighting over social issues, the white liberal and white conservative are working together to build their real estate network a gentrification to take over your community and put their children in the community in which they develop while we refuse to invest in it. Black Democrats and Republicans fight, and black Republicans fight over things to keep us poor and ignorant. When we're fighting over things like abortion and same-sex marriage and things that are irrelevant, guess what? It keeps us poor and it keeps us broke. White liberals and conservatives are fighting over 20 blocks of property in the black community to keep them wealthy. I didn't say nothing about rich. They're fighting over 20 blocks of property in your community to keep them wealthy. When you're looking at the health infrastructure, black people can leverage their faith-based networks to build hospitals in low-income communities. Isn't it amazing that you have all these wonderful people like Kenneth Copeland and these faith movements out here that tell you to pray for healing when other, when other faith-based networks like cat, like the Catholics and Mormons and Seventh-day Adventists have built hospitals, white folks, have built hospitals in their respective communities 
to create capacity. Black people can leverage their faith-based networks to build new nursing homes. Black people can leverage their educational networks to build skilled nursing training facilities. If we are scared to go to white hospitals, then how come we cannot build one from the ground up? Black people can leverage telehealth systems as well. See, the problem is many of our community, black folks, are looking in the sky for a sign. We're looking up in the sky in the clouds looking for Jesus and God and whoever for a sign. That's backwards thinking. A holy book, whether you read the Bible or Quran, is a tool for guidance, wisdom, understanding, and most importantly, history to empower our community, black history to empower our community. Whites leveraged their faith and converted into action, politics, economic development. Black people used their faith to feel good and have a spirit of hope. White people used their faith to, to not only take action in politics and economic development, but use their faith as a tool to conquer as that has been demonstrated over and over again throughout human history. In many cases, many, not all cases, blacks leveraged their faith for prayer and a sign of hope without converting into action, like purchasing land or economic development. Some do that, but not, not a majority of us. That's why we have a church on every corner in the black community. Where's the church on every corner? Everybody's trying to go to heaven, but nobody's trying to build a kingdom here on earth. Many blacks pro globally practice white nationalism by acknowledging a white Jesus and white angels while white folks exploit the very land of our people that, um, that we live on for profit while we continue to get poor. So as we pray into a white Jesus, these same white folks are taking the land from us and exploiting the resources of getting wealthier, right? While we continue to get poor in the confines of religion. White people will tap into the global market to build capacity and wealth through e-commerce, public policy, trade, and investment. Black people in America, in principle, will not tap into the African diaspora to build capacity and wealth. Let me say that one more time. White folks will tap into the global market and build capacity and wealth through e-commerce, public policy, trade, and investment. Black people in America, in principle, will not tap into the African diaspora to build capacity and wealth. If that was the case, we wouldn't have poor black communities in the United States. White people will invest in Africa to expand their wealth and influence, while black people in America, in many cases, will not invest into Africa and expand their wealth. Black politicians in, in America do not have an appetite to link economic development between the African and Caribbean diaspora and the United States. All sums up to relationship building. See, 21st century black relationships have become short-term destinations of loose satisfaction and theory as opposed to dedication and vision for the future. Let me say that one more time. 21st century black relationships have become short-term destinations of loose satisfaction and theory as opposed to dedication and vision for the future. White relationships, even within turmoil, are based on a traditional nuclear family, and black relationships are normally based on a communal system. However, white relationships and marriages are not only strategic, 
but is carefully executed for true power via legacy building and economic investments. Black relationships are designed for survival, a eat today and forget tomorrow attitude. 21st century black relationships lack vision and purpose, which leads to quick endings. This is become more digitalized uh, through text messaging and social media and less empathy to get to really know one another. I feel that black folk, black people can learn things like financial education to benefit themselves personally. But unless we build capacity that leads to building systems, we will still have the same conversation five to 10 years from now. White people have built their systems to dominate others through media, politics, economic, and faith. And black people are still practicing things that resemble the 20th century. You can't preach about black empowerment if you're not preaching about black love with our men and women first. If we can't establish love, a system of love between black men and women uh, first, if we can't, there's no reason we can talk about black empowerment. That's dealing with black empowerment. Let me say that last part one more time. You cannot preach about black empowerment if you are not practicing black love with our men and women first. That's the truth. Listen, check out GabbaNetwork.com, G-A-B-A-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com. I hope you enjoyed this message. Share it with others. Hey, my name is Akindale Akinyami. I'm the president and CEO of the Global African Business Association.